When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, we haven't even pulled away from the drive through and you're already digging in the McDonald's bag. Aw, baby. <laughs> Just a few. (laughs) All right. I guess I can't blame you. Pass me some, too. (laughs) The smells too good to get it all the way home meal. There's a meal for every moment at McDonald's. And now your favorite spicy chicken McNuggets are back. Get a six-piece spicy or classic for just two bucks. Only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. On Tuesday, November 27th, join the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, James Naveau, and me, Jay Zawoski, at Rabid Brewing in Homewood for our Puck Cancer fundraiser and watch party as the Blackhawks take on the Vegas Golden Knights. Tickets are $10, and all proceeds go to the family of Meredith Garcia. Meredith lost her battle with cancer in May, and her family needs our help. Every ticket is an entry into our grand prize raffle, which includes Blackhawks tickets and a signed jersey. Go to madhousepod.com slash events to purchase tickets. That's madhousepod.com slash events. We'll see you at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood on November 27th. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill. Family owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe. With locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. And by Rabbit Brewing. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend. Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome into this Bears Fever edition. Nah, I'm just kidding. Of Bears. the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. My name is James Naveau from NBC5. And with me, as always, is the pride and the joy of Homewood, Illinois, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Jay, we were just talking about this before we started recording that it doesn't feel like it. But the Blackhawks have kind of quietly been turning things around a bit lately. They've taken six of a possible eight points in their last four games. And I believe they are a point or two out from a playoff spot after a horrendous stretch of hockey. And yet here we are because the Western Conference is so weird this season. They're in somewhat okay shape standings wise. Yeah, I think it's it's hard to realize that because I haven't felt really good about any of the games the Hawks have played. Um, they haven't been great performances. Even the wins have been kind of like, Neh. you know. I thought the Minnesota game was solid. I think you know the, for their, I think the first and third, the Hawks had the edge in play. Minnesota had a better second. But look, uh, make no mistake, a lot of this is to the credit of the NHL's second star of the week, Corey Crawford. He has been awesome 
over this last stretch. And uh, he was honored today with the second star of the week behind Cam Atkinson, who was first. I didn't even look at who was third. It doesn't matter. They all pale to Crawford, my friend. Um, but, yeah, it's it's six of the last eight. It's surprising, but it's good. That's a good thing. If you're not playing well, but you're still getting points, um, every point. We, we learn this. No matter how good your team is in the NHL, points matter. Like, you need a lot of points to get into the playoffs. Um, yep. So anytime you could take one in a game, you probably didn't deserve it or whatever. That's a good thing. Um, I think the Minnesota game for me was the probably the the best glimpse of Jeremy Cowden's system working. It seems like it's starting to finally take shape a little bit. You're starting to see some consistency in how the Hawks are playing, how they're setting up, how they're attacking. Um, I. You know, I, I still don't think this is a great team by any means, but uh, if they're going to be competitive and, and they're improving under the system, then I, I'm going to wait and see before I write them off in any way. Well, I mean, if this is like the Jeremy Colladin system where they're getting outshot 40 to 28, I don't know if that's necessarily something I'm going to buy into. But no, I'm just I'm kidding, obviously. I think that the stats don't really tell the full story of that game. Like you said, I thought the Blackhawks did a really solid job in the first period of that game. And then I really liked the way they finished it as well. But yeah, the middle stages of that game, there's still obviously quite a bit of work to do because the Blackhawks just have not been able to put forward a consistent 60 minute effort in any game I can think of recently. They always have these kind of lulls and I know those are common in hockey, but I don't think it's to the level that the Blackhawks are where they just completely go silent in a period like they did in the second against Minnesota. The last thing it was like 30 minutes of the game against St. Louis. I mean, it's that kind of thing where they just they seem like once they take their foot off the gas, there's no like kind of downshift. It's just a complete stop like to their game. And I think that they need to kind of work on bringing a more consistent effort um, on a minute by minute basis. Yeah, you're going to still have some lulls, but I don't like the kind of wild fluctuations in play in terms of their tempo, in terms of their intensity. I know we're obviously talking about a team, like you said, that's been taking a lot of points lately, but it's just it's felt weird because they just haven't been able to do that, that good, solid play that they've shown at times. They haven't been able to do that consistently. Yeah, and it's you know, you say it gets away from them a little bit, but when it gets away from them, it's gone. Like they're chasing the puck around like it's they, there'll be long periods of time where it's like, when was the last time the Hawks actually controlled the puck? Yeah, and it feels like a really, really long time. And I wonder how much of that is. And you use the word effort. I don't think you're questioning their work ethic, but I think I wonder what percentage of it is work versus talent or effort versus mm. talent. Because, look, the this team is top heavy and you've seen Jeremy Cowton over the last few days load up that top line with Saad and Taves and Kane. And I guess the philosophy there is, well, if we are dominating the game, um, you know, for two thirds of it, <laughs> I guess if we break even on the other, two, you know, the other two thirds, or I'm sorry, dominate for a third of it, and you, you break even on the other two thirds, you're okay, right? If all those guys are going to play 20 minutes together, you know, at least those 20 minutes are in your control for the most part. <laughs> uh, Jay Zawoski, bad at fractions. Oh, I was told there'd be no math. That's why I signed up for <laughs> podcasting. Um, but but you know what I'm saying? It, it's it, it's beyond that. Those top guys. Even Alex Dabrinkit has dropped off in his consistency and his scoring. Nick Schmaltz has not gotten it going this year at all. We're not going to keep beating that dead horse. Um, we all know what the problem is there. Hopefully it gets better. Um, I, I just, beyond those top three or four guys, there's just no scoring depth on this team. And yeah. the more time that goes by, the more time I wonder if it's time to give Dylan Secura a look. And I, and I don't think he's going to come in here and change everything, but it gives you another scoring threat uh, and another offensive threat on the bottom six. And, and I think, you know, you've got your Martinsons, and he's he's played pretty well, made some big hits that have made plays, so I, I like him. John Hayden, who I, I thought might thrive under Cowton, has sort of – he started okay, and he sort of dropped off lately. I'm just ready Boy, to that give – that sounds familiar. Yeah, I'm just ready to give someone else a look. It's time to give somebody else a look here. I'm frankly surprised that Jeremy Colladin hasn't been clamoring a bit more to get somebody up from his roster from Rockford. I mean, he obviously is intimately familiar with these guys. He's very familiar with the games of guys like 
Dylan Sakura, uh, guys like Victor Edsel, I'm sure would be, you know, potentially a decent upgrade if they were to come up here. Matthew Highmore, I know, just had surgery, so he's going to be out for a while, but it would have been maybe a guy like him getting a look. I feel like at some point the Blackhawks definitely need to kind of get some fresh blood in here, if for nothing else, to get kind of like that Alexander 14 treatment where they can kind of get some speed going, get the puck moving, and just give themselves a different look on offense. Boy, for, I'm glad you mentioned him. He does have speed. There's no doubt about it, but it feels like nothing ever comes of it. Like, he'll free, it, he'll mm-hmm. like win a race to a puck and free it up, but then, like, nothing happens. And that was sort of what I heard about him when I was excited about him um during the preseason I saw him during uh prospects camp and he was like by far the best player on the ice and I said to my guy like wow you know he Fortan really looks good he's really you know dominating out there in drills and he looks great he's like yeah he's fast but once he gets to top speed he can't handle the puck and I think we're kind of seeing that a little bit and speed isn't very good if you can't do anything with it Victor yeah. Stahlberg about to say there is a guy that I can think of right off the top of my head that was exactly like that for the Blackhawks and yes it was the infamous Victor Stahlberg who where is he even at now do we know I think he's is overseas. he still in he probably is I know that a lot of guys who used to play on the Blackhawks your Kyle Beaches of the world are God. all overseas but I wasn't sure what had happened to him well he was very handsome but not very productive <laughs> That's Boy, this, I've, been, this, I've been criticized as that before. <laughs> yeah, we can relate, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, look, before we move on too much here, uh, we are one week away from our Puck Cancer event at Rabbit Brewing in Homewood. That is Tuesday, November 27th. Uh, go to madhousepod.com slash events to buy your tickets. Tickets are 10 bucks, And I want to update here as we're a week out. We are going to inundate you guys with this crap until this event happens. So just deal with it. It's almost over. If you've bought your ticket already, like Gin Gin Burger, we are thankful. We are appreciative. Can't wait to see you there. But here's here's the rundown of what we got. And again, tickets are 10 bucks. That enters you for the grand prize. The grand prize is an autographed Stan Makita jersey, courtesy of Triple Threat Sports. The Blackhawks have given us four club-level tickets to the Hawks-Predators game on January 9th. That's the grand prize, the Makita jersey and the four club-level tickets. Then, the $1 raffle items that you'll be able to buy on-site at Rabbit Brewing. Uh, Four different copies of NHL 19, two for the PS4, two for the Xbox One, so lots of chances to win that. We have an autographed Mitchell Trubisky draft hat and an autographed Kyle Fuller mini helmet, both of those courtesy of your first-place Chicago Bears, my friend. We have an autographed basketball signed by the 2018-19 Chicago Bulls team, courtesy of the not-first-place Chicago Bulls. <laughs> a tour of the 670 The Score Studios for you and a friend. A tour of the Cubs broadcast booth and tickets to a future Cubs game courtesy of Len Casper and 670 The Score. A pair of scout seat tickets to a future White Sox game courtesy of my Uncle John Zawaski. Another pair of Blackhawks club-level tickets to the game against the Montreal Canadiens. That's courtesy of Brian Wazalewski, my buddy from high school. A Madhouse Podcast gift pack. The Wolves have sent over two sets of four tickets to the Wolves game of your choice. And our latest pledge, my guitar teacher, Greg Henkin. His name is Greg Overtone on Twitter. Find him two months of free guitar, bass, ukulele, or studio training lessons. That's a $200 value courtesy of Greg Henkin. So all those prizes are available for you at Rabbit Brewing. So again, the ticket madhousepod.com slash events that gets you in the door and entered into the grand prize raffle then all those other items they're one dollar per ticket one dollar per entry we're trying to raise money for my friend andy whose wife meredith passed away back in may after a uh short but difficult battle with cancer just months after giving birth to twins uh, andy needs our help we are well over two thousand dollars raised already so thank you that's before the event even takes place so we want to see you guys out there on the 27th at Rabbit Brewing. And we do want to thank Triple Threat Sports, of course, for supplying the Stan Makita jersey. You know Triple Threat is the place to go to get your Hawks jerseys, your Bears jerseys, anything authentic you want. Triple Threat has it, but they're also the place to go if your team needs jerseys or outfitting. So visit them, triplethreatsports.com, or email chris at triplethreatsports.com. Triple Threat Sports, if you can wear it, they can make it. We'll be right back with more, including 
a milestone birthday for a legendary Black Hawk. We'll be back with more on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. Okay, so you didn't hear it from me, but you can find some amazing deals on activewear at Kohl's right now. I'm talking major brands. Like, it almost seems too good to be true, but it's not. I got some super cute sneakers from Adidas, and the Nike tee I got for my daughter was 25% off. And not to brag, but I also earned triple rewards with my Kohl's card. So you know I'm going back for the Fitbit Versa 3. Or will I get the Under Armour leggings? Select styles. Kohl's Rewards members earn double or triple rewards February 24th through 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store or for details. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast, where we have been discussing the Blackhawks, both good and bad. Lots of crazy stuff happening with them right now but before we get too much further into the frivolity and proceedings jay i wanted to play a little game with you i did find out where victor stahlberg currently is playing hockey he played 56 games in the swiss league the last couple of years but now is in the khl with omsk avangard he has played three games one goal one assist according to hockeydatabase.com so jay zawoski can you name me the six NHL teams that Victor Stahlberg played for in his career? Uh, Chicago, Nashville. Yep. Toronto. Yep, that's three. Uh, New York Rangers. Correct. Um, crap. Hang on, hang on. I think that, I think I'm out after that. He played with your special boy, Tavo Teravainen, with the Carolina oh, Hurricanes. Yeah. Of course, he's a former Hawk. He has to do that as a scored, scored nine goals in 57 games with the Hurricanes. He also played a grand total, whopping total, 18 games with the Ottawa Senators, scored two goals and had two assists. He also appeared in 17 postseason games with the Senators the year that they made it to the Eastern Conference Final where they lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins. He was on that team and actually appeared in 17 games in the postseason. Wow. I have no recollection of Ottawa. I have no recollection of Ottawa either, and frankly, I'm sure Victor doesn't either. <laughs> There's not enough. Never mind. He's just so handsome. Anyway, uh, we mentioned before. By the way, 32 years old, in case you wanted to feel old again. Well, nothing's going to make me feel older than this. Uh, today... Uh, November 19th, is Patrick Kane's 30th birthday. Whew, boy, and I know, like, this is a thing. Hey, you want to feel old? Brr, here's something. Th this truly, truly, truly makes me feel old. Like, he is at the tail end of his career. And I remember him entering. Like, that feels like yesterday when Patrick Kane came into the league. But when you look at it, he's played 12 years in this league. He's been playing a long time. It's, it's really... I don't know, like, it, it feels like yesterday, but at the same time, I can't remember the Hawks without him. Does that make sense? Like, it's just kind of, geez, it's been such a long and productive 12 years. Well, that's because you've only been a fan of the uh, Blackhawks for the last 10 years. Right. You weren't a fan before that. Correct. <laughs> that's true. How many how many playoff games do you think Patrick Kane has played in, by the way? Oh, God, I, I mean, I have no idea. A hundred and twenty-seven. Wow! So he's played a season and a half worth of playoff games in his career. That's incredible. 
it's nuts, right? Like, it's so hard for me to even, like, fathom that. And the best part about it, he's a point-per-game player in the postseason. He's a point-per-game player in the regular season. He's a point-per-game player in the postseason, too. That is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And yeah. we have seen, and most of Chicago, I would say, even those people that came on late, have seen the bulk of his career from start to finish. And, well, it's not over yet. But, and there's, obviously, it doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon either, by the way. I no. think he, I saw a quote from him today where he said he fe- thinks he feels better now than he did when he was in his early 20s. And I have a the couple ideas. He's not drinking as much. Well, yes. That's yeah. I went there. I shouldn't have. <laughs> no, you should have. That's absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it is. He's, you know, I I am gonna hesitate. I'm gonna stop short of saying matured because last time yeah. we heard that he had a really rough summer. Yeah, um, God, we don't we don't need to be going into the whole character no. redemption narrative with him. No, but it seems like at least for his on ice, uh, he's been in the late in the latter years of his career. He's been more consistent game to game. You know, you're seeing uh, more of a complete effort. Look, the dude is an awesome hockey player. However you feel about Patrick Kane personally, there's no doubting his talent. And I wonder if it's all said and done, if he's going to be remembered as the greatest American-born player ever. Mike Madonna is now angry at you, my friend. I would take Patrick Kane over Mike Madonna eight days a week. I would, too. I mean, I know, like, center is more valuable and blah, blah, blah. But look, Kane's got three cups. He is a difference maker every time he's on the ice. And Mike Madonna was a really good player. But, like, I never felt like Mike Madonna was a guy who struck fear in the hearts of his opponents. He's a really good player. There's no doubt about it. And a Hall of Famer, and he should be. But I never felt like, oh, God, the Hawks, they're they're playing the Stars tonight. Mike Madonna's there. It's scary. Eh. He's a good player that can hurt you if you're not careful. I never felt like he was a huge difference maker. Uh, Patrick Kane, every time he's on the ice, you see – good defensemen sort of cower in fear and just kind of back off back off back off like what's this kid gonna do and i can't really call him a kid anymore can i but man he's just a phenomenal player and i do think by the time it's all said and done he will have that title pretty firmly locked down uh unless there's some massive slowdown coming that we can't really predict but i mean if he keeps at the pace he's going man first bell his durability, too, has been something that I don't think has been talked about often enough, to be completely honest with you. You realize that the last three seasons he's missed a grand total of – or sorry, the last, like, three seasons in change, he's missed one game. Like God, even, is that right? Yeah, he's played 82 games each of the last three seasons, and then he missed one game this year. That's that's something, man. And he was sick. That was like a legit flu. If you remember, yeah. that was was that the game or two games before Q got fired? Yeah, because yep. Q was fired after the Calgary game, and Kane yep. missed a Vancouver game. And and Kane was talking about how he felt like if he had maybe played, like he could have changed something. Like it was that whole thing. It was really, it was so interesting to me to see that and go, good God, he's been durable. He's played eighty-two games six times in his career. Six times. Well, and what, missed, aside from the, the big injury, and aside from the big injury in 2013, 15, which cup was that? I believe that was the 20 or it was the 2015 cup. He missed 21 games with the uh, broken collarbone, right. which enabled them to trade for Antoine Vermette and to make all the moves that they made because they had put him on long term injured reserve and they saved the money. That was all a scam. Yeah, he, yep, he broke his it. collarbone to just get the team some extra cap space. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wow, 2015. Remember that? That was awesome. Let's live in that time. Speaking of Joel Quenville, uh, how about you getting after it at the Bears game last night? God dang it. That is like, if he could be the new like Chicago meatball mascot, I'm totally okay with that. I would much rather it be him than Mike Ditka. Oh, for that sure. Was a, that was epic last night. Well, he's accomplished more and has a better mustache. But listen, like... I, I've, I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast. I know I've mentioned it to people in the past. I did an event with Q in 2009, and we had an event at um, Cork and Carry on Western, like in Beverly. And it was just a Q&A, like, like an hour of questions <laughs> and an Q&A. hour. Q&A. Yeah. Oh, nice. I like that. Um, and then like an hour of meet and greet. And he was down in shots and like smoking. He was hanging out. Like people were into him, and he was into it. Like Joel is a... Joel is a salt of the earth dude. Like he is a regular guy. Like despite all of his accomplishments, and uh, you know, obviously his 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 fast ticket to the Hall of Fame and everything he's accomplished. Like he's just a normal guy. You can drink, sit and have a beer with him, and just talk to him. 
Quenville is as cool as they come. And, and look, like we were rough on him, you know, towards the end, and there were some struggles and stuff in there and some stuff we disagreed with. But uh, everyone likes the man, Joel Quenville. I've never heard of a single person have a bad word about Q. Yeah, I mean, he, it came across as so genuine. It really did. Like, the fact that he was, like, taking pictures with fans and then he's down in shots and stuff. Like, I'm kind of bummed out. Like, they didn't, like, show him during the broadcast. Do you think he just stayed in the parking lot and partied? <laughs> well, it's funny. The guy who hosted the tailgate actually hit me up on Twitter today. I think he was looking for some, you know, some exposure or whatever. And I said, like, hey, we'll put you on the show, and he never got back to me. But he said Q hung out for a few hours. Like, he was there a long time and, like, taking pictures with people. So that doesn't surprise me. That Joel Quenville I met that night and things I've heard about him since, it doesn't shock me. I'm not saying he's, like, a big drunk party guy, but, like, he's just a, you know, he's out with his buddies. He's going to drink. Remember the uh, couple years ago in Nashville, they were out at, like, Tootsie's, and he was just drinking in the corner of Tootsie's with his assistant coaches. He's just a regular guy. Like, a lot of these guys are. But I think like Q especially is just kind of, yeah, whatever. Let's go out. Let's have a couple beers. Let's uh, drink our stress away and, and be happy. You know, again, not a lust or anything, but just, hey, I go out and have a couple shots tonight. James, you do now and again. Yep. Q's no different. And that's awesome. I love that about the guy. Yeah, it was really cool. And it's cool to see that he's still in town. I was kind of wondering where he was going to end up like if he was going to be back in the cabin in like montana or utah with or whatever the, uh, what it is, is it? the snow Playing monkey with the snow monkey yeah <laughs> i forgot about, until you mentioned the cabin i forgot about the snow monkey um actually <laughs> one of those uh twitter things was going around like the first letter of your last name and your birth month is like your superhero alter ego or something and i or your minor league baseball team and mine was james the snow monkeys and i was like joel quenville would have appreciate this if people don't know <laughs> this was on i forget what this was. it was like one of the stanley cup uh documentaries and uh they showed q like at his cabinet in, in wherever it was montana somewhere um and he has on the wall it's like a furry white it looks like a monkey face and he's like oh you know for good luck every time you come in my cabin you got to kiss the snow monkey <laughs> and so all right people are like cool i'll kiss the monkey and they come in and he reveals it's a deer's ass like it's <laughs> It's like a deer's butthole that just like bears a resemblance to a monkey's face. So people are literally kissing the butt of a deer as they walk into the house. It's it's uh, very funny. It, that's another story that like just a normal dude like you and I. Uh, yep. I love that. The Road to the Guy. Winter Classic show he had it that's on right. too. That's what the, it was. The uh, epic show, I think, before the Blackhawks played. I think it was the Capitals in the Winter Classic, if memory serves. I, believe, I think it was that yeah. one. I think you're right, and that was it. That's where you're right. It was not the Stanley Cup DVD. Well, that was the year I had the uh, the Joel Quinville F-bomb counter on my uh, NBC <laughs> blog, and it was one of the most popular Blackhawks things I've ever done. Well, you could probably start a new one. Um, <laughs> anyway, God, yeah, that, that was great. We got to find if I find that video tonight, I'll tweet it out uh, from the show account at Madhouse Pod. Um, man, that's that was so funny. But what a great night just to take a little Bears departure. Like I remember two years ago at training camp, saying I've never felt so little buzz for the Bears in my life. Like training camp was a dud. No one was interested. Everyone knew the Bears were going to suck. Like there was no hope for the future. And all of a sudden, like all of a sudden, even like at the end of last year, I don't think people were super fired up about it. But training camp, I think people like Nagy and people were getting hopeful about Trubisky. Then the Cleo Mack things ha happened. And then since then, it's been insanity. And I think this win yesterday is just going to ramp it up to like just not 85 bears level proportions, but like 06. People are ta like talking big about this team. And like when you look at it, there's not a lot of weaknesses I'm just I'm really excited for the this year and like the next three or four for the Bears. We did threaten to do a Bears post game show last night, or at least I did. When you uh, mentioned on Twitter we weren't going to be doing one, I was like, "Yeah, let's just do a Bears one. It'll be great." I was, dude. I have not been like full on sports meatball for a long time, and I was like fist pumping and like air clapping, like I was going nuts during that game. That Eddie Jackson uh, pick six. I like I lost my mind. Like I I have not been that excited watching a Bears game in so long. I think I told yeah. you like my fandoms because of my job. Like you sort of lose your fandom a little bit. I'm sure you feel that a little bit as well. But I still have it for Notre Dame, 
and I still have it. Like when the Bears are really good, I cannot turn it off. I just can't. It's just I love uh, good football. That's it. And the Hawks, of course, I will always love. It's just <laughs> yeah, they won three cups. I'm satisfied. You know. Do you have that same feeling like you can't get super worked up about stuff anymore because they've already won three? Like, how, how bad can I get? I'm kind of hot and cold on it. Sometimes I'm like really like objective and cool headed. And then there's other times where I'm like, yeah, that was awesome. Or God, what on earth are you doing? Like, I sent you a text message the other night you complaining sure about Nick Schmaltz. <laughs> you sure <laughs> I was did. It's like, that's not how you score. <laughs> it's me... like. Where God, is he? God so this is not how you score here. What the bleep schmaltz is the text <laughs> I got from James. Yep, that's a direct <laughs> quote. I was just was like, I was over it at that point. Like I was like, okay, it's cool. And then I just see him kind of skating around and it's just like, do something. Why am I watching this? Like it's moments like that that kind of bring the meatball out. But to your point, Dude, last night watching Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks terrorize the Vikings. Yes, I, as Dan Bernstein said, went full reptile brain. That's what ended up happening. You have like to. That, that defense is so fun to watch. It really just amps you up watching them play. And Khalil Mack has this ability. I wonder if he's, this is a good question. I wonder if he's like trained in martial arts because he has this ability to sense when the person that's defending him is off balance and he's like one finger pushes the guy to the ground like Riley yep. Reef. like if you're going through the top left tackles in football Riley Randall off the top left tackles in football pretty much everyone is going to name Riley Reef in that group he manhandled him yesterday one hand is like shoved him to the ground ran him over and got the cut it's unbelievable how yep. that guy every game does something that amazes me. And Erlacher used to be that way too. But with Erlacher, it was like, wow, look at the athleticism. Like, look how fast he is. Or like, look how quick to the sideline he is. Mac is just like, I will get to the quarterback by any means necessary. Excuse me. I'm getting choked up thinking about Cleo Mac. Making me so happy. <laughs> but like, okay, if I had to go around you, I will. If, the, if I had to run directly through you, I will. You can't stop me. You can only hope to slow me down for one play. And you know, the next play I'll be back. It's amazing. I need to. Whew. We need to smoke a cigarette after talking about that. I need, I do, I need a smoke that. break. Let's take a break. Oh boy! By the way, tomorrow, guess where I'm going? Uh, I'm going to guess that you're going to a Wolves game tomorrow. I am going to Marishka's tomorrow. Oh yes, yes, Good. my friend. I'm picking up the liquor basket that Joe Zadralovich has pledged to our podcast event at uh, Rabbit Brewing madhousepod.com slash events for your tickets of course um marishka's 604 theodore street in crest hill uh we talk about them all the time they are our what second longest running sponsor uh 604 theodore street family owned and operated since 1933 i am already excited about the poor boy i'm gonna have tomorrow and i told my daughter Addie we're going she's like i can't wait to have the mac and cheese and my wife hope is super excited she, i don't know if she's decided what she's gonna have yet but we're all very excited to go to Marishka's, it is long overdue, and uh, boy, it's going to be awesome. If you've never been to Marishka's, like I mentioned, the poor boy is what they are famous for, but everything there is good. The steaks, the seafood, the chops, uh, the salads, you like craft beer, they've got a great craft beer menu. Everything you want is there for you at Marishka's, and it's a great place. It's like an old supper club, run with pride, run with love for since 1933 for a long, long time. So go visit them at marishkas.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash marishkas. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thursday. Don't go Thursday. It's Thanksgiving, and they're closed. It's one of the four days of the year they're closed. So go visit them. It's M-E-R-I-C-H-K-A-S. If you want any info on any of our sponsors, Go to madhousepod.com slash sponsors, and there are links to every business that supports us on there. When we come back, we will wrap things up and get to the emailer of the show on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Okay, so you didn't hear it from me, but you can find some amazing deals on activewear at Kohl's right now. I'm talking major brands. Like, it almost seems too good to be true, but it's not. I got some super cute sneakers from Adidas, and the Nike tee I got for my daughter was 25% off. 
And not to brag, but I also earn triple rewards with my Kohl's card. So you know I'm going back for the Fitbit Versa 3. Or will I get the Under Armour leggings? Select styles Kohl's Rewards members earn double or triple rewards February 24th through 28th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm. Mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Welcome back into the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. You've heard us talk about our puck cancer event coming up at Rabbit Brewing on the 27th. But you ask yourself, what's Rabbit Brewing? You keep telling us about Rabbit Brewing, Rabbit Brewing. What is it? Well, they just celebrated their one-year anniversary. They're in Homewood, Illinois. And let me tell you, if you are a true fan of craft beer, Rabbit captures the essence of craft more than any place I've ever been. Tobias is the brewmaster there. He comes up with these concoctions with these ideas for beers that you've never really tasted before. They always put a unique spin on their things. And yeah, of course, they have their, you know, the the juicy IPAs and the uh, Russian Imperial Stouts. But my favorite, the Hemogoblin, is the chocolate blood orange wheat. It's outstanding. Everything there is experimental. Everything there is uh, is new and, and crafted and just delicious. I love everything I've ever tried from Rabbit. And I'm not a guy that loves every beer. Um, you know, I, 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 I have the kinds I like, I have the kinds I don't, everything I've had there is really good. Uh, aside from the great beer, the tap room is just an awesome place to be. It's warm. It's inviting. It's got a, uh, Gothic kind of a feel to it. Chalkboard walls. It's a place you want to hang out. It's a place you want to have fun. And whenever you go into rabbit, you don't know what kind of experience you're going to get. And I mean that in the best way possible. There could be a metal band playing one night. There could be a singer-songwriter playing one night. They might be showing sumo wrestling or kung fu movies on the wall. On the 27th, they're going to be showing the Hawks and, and uh, Golden Knights. There's so many things to do at Rabbit. They've got board games all over the place. You can just hang out. It's a great place to spend time with your friends, spend time with your family while drinking some great beers. So go to Rabbit Brewing because the time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. And one last time... Okay, probably not the last time, but one more time, madhousepod.com slash events to t- for tickets to our Puck Cancer event. Can't wait to see you guys there a week from Tuesday on the 27th. James, before we took a break, or during the break, we discussed the Blackhawks' upcoming schedule and how it's not ideal. Well, the they have five of their next six games are on the road. Um, but there is good news of the first four games that they play. Only one of them is against the team that's currently in playoff position. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the defending Stanley Cup champions, the Washington Capitals, whom the Blackhawks play Wednesday night, they are not currently in a playoff spot. That's how I feel Did- about that. That's <laughs> like, was that intentional? Is yeah, I have really the cool? I have the rap air horn on my phone. <laughs> yeah, that's our one sound drop. So get used to it. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, you know, we, we, there's a guy at my office who is a lifelong Caps fan, and since they've won, he has been the most insufferable piece of crap ever. Like, I just want a truck to hit him, not to kill him, but just to take him out for a while. So is it Shane him. Reardon? It's not Shane Reardon. Shane is <laughs> insufferable for other reasons. It's Chad Feldman. <laughs> but enough about that. Uh, yeah. So let's tell the fine people what's coming up on the docket for the Blackhawks. Then you and I can sort of make our hopeful predictions for uh, how they might fare. They play a game against Tom Wilson and the Washington Capitals on Wednesday, my friend. Okay. Then they head to Tampa Bay. They go on a little bit of a Florida swing. They play the Lightning, who just lost Andre Vasilevsky, if I remember correctly. I that is that game. not ideal for them. I don't want to watch that game. <laughs> it's not going to be good, even without their starting goaltender. It's going to be scary. Yep. Then they head down to uh, Florida, and they play the uh, future Joel Quenville-coached Florida Panthers. Ideal Talon. Sup? That's a win. And then they come home and they play a game against the Vegas Golden Knights, which 
We will be watching at Rabbit Brewing for our event. Buy tickets, come, win stuff. Win because of karma, because we're doing a good thing. That's right. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> then the big ones, the tough tests, the two road games that they are going to really have to fight and struggle and claw to win. They head to Winnipeg to play the Jets. And then they finish off that stretch of five road games and six games with a road game against the Nashville Predators. Not ideal. Not... And then, oh, and then they come home and play the Calgary Flames the next night. Oh, boy. This, could, this, this is, I think without a doubt, this is a turning point. Like well, that's you... what we said before they lost eight games in a row and fired Joel Quenville. Well, and it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> we were right. But, I mean, they're still, like, within sniffing distance right now. They've snuck out some points here sort of in a sneaky manner over the last little bit. Um, but the, this this could be, like, the fatal blow to the season. And I hate to say that in, you know, the end of November, but they need to at least – I mean, they probably won't break even, but they got to be closer to even than – I mean, maybe go, you know, two and three or something, but – I don't know. They they gotta get. I think they gotta get at least four points out of this. At least four point four points out of the next six games. Oh, I was doing five games, but I, I I think they have to out of the six. I think they need to get six. Like you can go three and three, and I'm okay with it because you do have the games in there against Tampa and then Nashville. Especially those two games are just horrifying. And Winnipeg's obviously a pretty solid team, so it'll be interesting to see how they play them. But, I mean, I think that Washington game I do think is winnable for them. Obviously, the Florida game. And then Vegas, just the the regression, it's like it finally hit them. And they even improved this offseason. They went out and got Max Pacioretty and made some moves, and it just doesn't seem like the same zip is kind of there. Well, this is something that you and I talk about all the time. And while we are believers in the metrics, the human element is something. And now that there's expectations, there's pressure. Anything the Knights did last year was gravy. No one expected anything from them. No one expected them to be, even be competitive. So they just went out every night. We're like, screw it. Let's go. Let's let's go win this game. And if we don't, no big deal. Now that they've shown something, now that they've shown they can win, there's some pressure and it changes things. It definitely has an effect. Like, there were expectations going into this year for the Golden Knights. And now they have to face them. And when you look at the roster, there's a lot of guys that were like, okay they're okay you know there's no real studs on that team right so um i don't know we'll it, see I, I think they're better than they're playing but they're not nearly as good as they were last year well they just they can't seem to get it going like they can't seem to like consistently start winning games their longest i'm looking at their schedule right now their longest winning streak of the year is three games their longest losing streak of the year was the three games they played previous to that. And lately, they've just been all over the place. Win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, loss, win. Like, they just can't get any momentum going, it seems like. It seems like they're starting to turn a corner, and then something happens and they just don't. It's yeah. just, it's been bizarre watching their season kind of start and stop. And I'm really intrigued by that game that they're going to play next week against the Blackhawks. And I'm really looking forward to watching it with our pals over there at rabid. That's going to be a great time. Madhousepod.com slash events. Ready for the email of the show? Uh, yes. Did you pick the email of the show? I actually did. Woohoo! Email the guys at madhousepod at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter at madhousepod. The email of the show is brought to you by our friends at Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com, barbecue, Cajun, Mexican. You love all that stuff, right? You're a human being up. with taste buds. You, if you're the one person that doesn't like any of those, you've got to like burgers. You've got to like wings. There, Chuck's has something for everyone, and it's all phenomenal. Every time I go there, it takes me forever to order because I want everything. And that's just not feasible for my heart or my wallet. So I need to pick an item or two that I just prioritize that night. Let me tell you, my go-to is a Saturday special. That's the Coach Anita Pabil. But some nights I'm feeling kind of basic. You're basic. 
All right. The fans <laughs> of the good place know what I'm talking about. You're basic. I'm devastated right now. Um, the barbecue nachos, nachos, pulled pork, cheese, salsa, unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. The coaching dip bill is this intense, unique, uh, you know, tough thing to make. It, it's a crafty food. And then you got the nachos covered in pulled pork and barbecue sauce and cheese. Chuck's has something for everyone. That's what I always tell you, and it's true. If you just want to drink, they've got a million beers as well. So go to Chuck's, visit chuckscafe.com, review their menu, review, make sure you check the specials because that's where the magic really lives. Go to Chuck's Cafe, Burbank, Darien, do it. All right, we actually have two emails of the show. Um, one of them is very short, but it made me laugh. Uh, this is from our buddy Joe Cromwell, who sent at 7.44 p.m. last night, Cahoon did something. That is all. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He scored an empty night goal. He he beat that goal good. Yeah, he did it. You're right. Good job. All right, next email of the show goes to Jennifer Kaufman, who I believe is a new emailer. I think so. Yeah, I just assume they're all new because, quite frankly, who would email us? We're bums. Good point. She says, uh, <laughs> I'm listening to your most recent episode. Now, that was last week. And admittedly, haven't listened to what went viral from Eddie O. That was Eddie Olchek sort of railing on the Blackhawks power play, which is all of, what, two games or three games into Jeremy Cowden's, uh coaching tenure. She says, as an out-of-towner that has to listen to the radio broadcast on the app most of the time, can we take a minute to acknowledge how great John Weideman and Troy Murray are? When I had to listen the other day, or to other play-by-play announcers in the playoff or other games I'm tuning in for, there are very few that don't bug me. I guess I've always assumed I was missing out on Eddie and Pat, but maybe not. Heck, this season I'm not missing much by not being able to see flopping defensemen and terrible turnovers on TV either. Thanks for your show. Enjoying the extras, though I pity you for the season in which you choose to go hard on post-game episodes, etc. Thank you for the email, Jennifer. And yes, I think... Well, you and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, how great John and Troy are. God, I love John Wideman. He is just the best. He's man. phenomenal. And here's here's another little secret about John. John has like horrible sinus issues. So like during the breaks, he's like regathering his vocal cords. Like he's picking them off off the floor and like stuffing them back into his mouth so he can do another period. <laughs> it's really remarkable. Like he struggles in games to like stay where he can still talk and enunciate. Uh, he tells you everything that's happening. And the one complaint I've heard about John is from people saying, like, sometimes I can tell on the radio the goal's been scored and he's way behind in the call. Yeah, dude, he's way behind in the call because you're listening on radio and he's describing literally everything that's happening as opposed yeah. to going, here's the draw, dumped into the Blackhawk zone, Keith retrieves, clears. No, John is telling you everything, where the puck is, who has it, where they're standing, Who's on the ice? He's giving you every bit of detail there is. And Troy Murray is a phenomenal analyst of the game. And one thing I really like about Troy is if things are bad, he's telling you they're bad. Like, he's not playing favorites. He's not taking sides. But he's saying, like, this is bad. This is good. He's not like your typical uh, Homer announcer who's not going to be critical. I love what, how, what the broadcaster Troy Murray's become. He's worked his ass off at it. And I don't think there's much of a doubt that that is the best hockey radio crew in the in the league. I can't think of anyone better than that. Oh, you're not a big fan of uh, what's his name? Jack Edwards out in Boston. Oh, that guy can shampoo my crotch forever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody needed to visualize that. Thanks a lot. Guess what? They just did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that we put that image in your head, we want to thank you all for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Okay, last time. We're a week away. Tuesday, November 27th. Rabbit Brewing, Puck Cancer, come raise money for a good cause. Have a great time, win awesome prizes, drink awesome beer, hang out with James and I, and Ginge, Gingenberger, he's going to be there. I don't know if that deters you or not. Madhousepod.com slash events. Come see us, visit us. Thanks for Rabbit for sponsoring. The time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris at 708-478-6090. Marishka's and Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. And Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. We will be back Wednesday night with a post-game show. 
One of us will. Both of us will. Some of us will. But we'll be back. We'll talk to you Wednesday on the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents the sounds of the old world. The year is 2019 and someone is getting up to use the bathroom at the stadium. Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. You mind if I just... Squeeze by here. This has been the sounds of the old world. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports update was brought to you by Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmark, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom... Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network.